Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to Jason B, one of the most prolific and advanced podcasters of his era. In 2020, he brought his listenership to 300 million and was the first podcaster to develop subscribers on Mars. Yeah, yo, we just dreaming and we acting a little crazy up on the flow. By the way, it's your brother from the Anchor Family World 2.0. By the way, where Anchor Pone at? I wish we all was back in the day. Wow, but I can't keep looking back. I gotta keep looking forward to the future. I keep my little rhythm on a freestyle flow going like a suture. So what you gonna say? By the way, I like to moot ya. I'm talking about not mute, not moot. We gotta do the conference uh, podcast and it's gonna be. We gotta give it the boot Get out of bed early By the way, 2020, keep it true We gonna get that money in 2020 Shout out Jason B, man That's how we do it Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And this is one of the first editions or first episodes in season three of Good Vibes of Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. First, let me say thank you very much to PDE Life in Alaska, fellow podcaster here on Anchor.fm for giving me the wonderful and comedic intro. Um, we're going to talk about um, gardening. We're going to talk about the importance of having being in touch with the earth. You know, our day-to-days, our grinds get to us, but there is nothing better for the soul than to get your hands a little dirty or even planting or even having plants in your household to aerate your room, to give you a wonderful vibe in your home. It's a relaxing, takes the anxiety out of life. It also gives you a simple task to kind of contract. So uh, contrast with, with the daily things that you involve yourself with. So my guest uh, host tonight, is Adriana. She's my girlfriend. Um, I've been recording or pre-recording this episode for just a little while and we've been editing. So I'm going to redo this episode in some form. So you're going to hear some recordings from another day and may not sound, but she's coming from a, a, a real place. And that's like one of the things that we're going to come from. We're going to talk about, you know, you know, who, where can we go essentially to learn about gardening, not just books. I mean, with the event of YouTube, I think that YouTube and podcasting and many other platforms and media can offer a variety of sources to get our start. Because let's face it, most of us, when we start out, we're either going to burn a plant, it's going to die in our household, it's not getting enough light, or the temperature is just really off. So we're going to talk a little bit about that particular uh, part of of what it takes, you know, and this is also uh, food for your soul. That's another thing about um, the third season of Good Vibes with Jason B. I want to give you more productive material that you can actually appreciate on an everyday basis and coming from an average Joe. Now, um, my girlfriend has never recorded with me before. Um, Adriana's never done anything. So this is a first time for her. And um, I'm sure that you all will well receive her and appreciate her knowledge. But we're going to talk um, in future episodes a lot about a lot of different things, um, things that can add to your own prosperity, your inner peace. Um, there's many different things that I've learned from her, but gardening is where basically where it all started. I mean, we met years ago. And one of the first things that I happened to notice was her garden and how peaceful, how happy it was, how less tense she was, very free-flowing a spirit. And as I started to notice persons like her, I've come in contact with other people with the same kind of philosophy. Um, I notice gardeners are a lot more easygoing. Um, they tend to have more smiles on their face. I mean, these, 
that just things that I happen to notice. And then actually it kind of takes away from the mundane work that I do every day in and day out. Now, not to say that I don't appreciate the work that I do, but this just makes me feel when I'm interested in watching gardening shows or even pruning, I guess that's my thing as a gardener. I like to prune. I like to cut things. Um, one of the things with that is, is like, it gives me a sense of not thinking about what do I have to do next? When I go back to work, what do I have to do? So, um, these kinds of things, and even just even touching vines, touching plants, leaves, flowers, smelling brings different aromas and senses back to being natural, back to being a core of who we are as human beings. And with so many things, uh, already, trying to grab our attention, how to be the next biggest hustler, entrepreneur. I think that being very simple, humble, and getting in touch with Mother Nature and and respecting her as we do our normal thing as we live. I mean, I'm learning. I'm a a very beginner beginner. I'm not somebody who has a lot of experience with this, but um, what I've learned through uh, my relationship and um, interactive. And also her parents have very, very been some of the most easygoing people I've ever met, but the beauty and the things that they create, whether it be a construction a project, a gardening project, whatever, amazing works every single time. Now I will be posting probably pictures later on, on my Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram with uh, good vibes underscore uh, with underscore Jason B. Um, you can find me on Instagram and I will be posting pictures primarily on there of maybe her garden or if she gives me permission, we'll see, we'll talk about it. But just to give you a perspective later on, but when we talk about this, we're going to talk about the influences where she's begun, where she, where she feels most at home. And like I said, some of the pre-recorded stuff, she's kind of already explained. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So let's take a brief little break and I will be right back. All right, everybody, we're back again. And I actually have a co-host or a guest on my show today. It's my girlfriend, Adriana. She is in my mind, one of the master gardeners of my world and her area, her home, whatever you want to call it. I know I'm going to make her laugh, but I'm trying to make her as comfortable as possibly. But um, one of the things that we met five years ago, and one of the distinctive things that I happened to notice when I first came to her house was the bountiful garden. Now it has changed, transitioned into many different things. But one of the things is, is the garden adds so much more atmosphere to a home and it adds so much atmosphere to a person. So we're going to ask her about, you know, her background, some of the things and what it does. I mean, I can describe to no end basically what I feel a garden does for me, but I also want you to hear of, you know, gardening can be expensive, but it also can be time fulfilling. Um, you can do it in parts, you can do it you know, all drastically at one time, but it's up to you and your own design. So I want to give you a perspective on, um, on another person's view on gardening and just being, you don't have to be like the Martha Stewart's and invest in their own brands. Well, where can you get your supplies to things and how you start? So here's my host, Adriana. And, um, like I said, she's my, my girlfriend. So first of all, Adriana, where did you first start your gardening? Um, I was first introduced into gardening as a child. Um, 
my uncle, uh, we come from a Mexican ba- uh, background and in every Mexican garden, um, it's not so much flowers, but it's production like tomatoes, um, tomatillo, lemon. So we, there's always like a, the land always supposed to give something in return. So my uncle tended to, to plant um those type of uh, plants. So he would pay me like $5 a week, like for me to water his plants. And every spring we would go to Kmart. Can I say Kmart? Yeah, you can say whatever brand you want. Yeah, we would go to Kmart and he would buy these little six packs of uh, tomatoes or uh, chiles or whatever, uh, cucumber, whatever was in season. And he would buy me specifically because um, he knew that I wasn't really interested in the tomatoes or uh, the chile. He would buy my own set of plants. Um, he would buy me, like, uh, depending on the season, um, pansies, uh, marigolds, uh, whatever flower was in season. And so I would tend to his garden. I would water it. And then I would also uh, water my garden, too. And that started probably around the age seven and so on. And um, I just basically learned from him. Also, I learned from my grandmother. And uh, she would do the same thing. Like I said, we come from a Mexican background. So a lot of her, um, she loved flowers, too. But also part of her garden was also included vegetables and fruits, berries, strawberries, because she would um, sustain herself part of it, partially cutting the grocery bill by her um, producing some of these things in her garden. Um, And just basically my love from gardening um, started there and then it stopped maybe in my teenagers and early um, adulthood. There was no time for gardening after that because you go to school, college, boyfriends, friends. And I left that phase of uh, gardening um, at that young age. I retook it again after I got married. And um, I just felt like a desire to, to do something, to beautify and... I remember um, taking the lessons that my tío or my grandmother had given me, and I slowly started um, to come with my own sense of garden or style. Or, uh, and my style has changed throughout the years. You know, that was my first garden, and um, it changed when I got divorced and moved to a... Uh, to where I'm living now, um, I took over another garden, another project. So this garden has also evolved. And when I leave this house, hopefully I'll start with a new garden and uh, it might have evolved in the future to my style of gardening. Um, so, you know, that's very, very important that, she, you know, she learned it from a cultural standpoint. And... Um, one of those things in the culture, it actually adds to your health benefits. So um, I guess the next question we would have to ask are, 
what are some of the benefits of that you've received culturally, but you're also finding in the mainstream or you're seeing people that are gardening and what is gardening necessarily doing for you personally? I mean, I know that I see our daughter when we're, um, when I'm over here during, especially the spring, summer and fall, our daughter loves to be outside, loves to be in the, in the mix of things, getting dirty, getting wet. She loves to play in lots of things. So we're going to come back right back. We're going to take a brief little break in just a second. We're going to go on those questions. All right. Part two of the interview with Adriana. So um, if you go to the grocery store and you buy your fruits and vegetables, you obviously have been led to that vegetables and having some kind of floral is important to your daily diet or maybe to your environment, maybe to your house, maybe just having flowers in your house makes you feel better. But everyone sees the benefits of gardening or buying fruits and vegetables as a benefit in some way. Some feel like it's an, it's an abs- absolute pinnacle piece of your, di- your dietary needs. You know, like you need, you need salads, you need carrots, or you need whatever to s- help to stay, sustain you. But gardening itself actually gives a benefit when you're growing it yourself. I feel you appreciate it more. And the taste is different because it's not been either over-treated by pesticides, so on and so forth. So what I want to ask you now, Adriana, is, you know, what are some of the benefits of gardening, um, whether it be internal or external? What are the benefits that you've received through gardening and as well as a connection piece into your culture and to your family? What are what are your benefits that you feel that definitely this speaks loudly to you? Uh, the, the biggest benefit gardening has done to me is probably keep me out of depression. Every time I've discovered that when um, I touch the dirt and I'm in contact with the, with nature, uh, like big, I feel like a big distressor coming or like a big energy coming out of my body and it's just having your mind in blank and like just digging or picking up or that physical work and then at the end of your your working session or whatever you're able to see a big difference that you know maybe you trimmed your trees um you planted some new seeds um, it's very re- rewarding. Um, also, it has taught me um, just the benefit of being able to be creative. I need it's an expression of myself for me to be creative. So, um, either I like to paint or create or do things. And if I can't do that, I love dancing, just getting that energy out and. Right now that um, I have a little one, um, gardening's again uh, become a big part of my life. It's not like I'm a constant gardener. Like um, I take breaks here sometimes when life gets hard or changes or sometimes you're not in the mood or sometimes it's not a priority. But gardening's very forgiving and um, it'll be right there for you when you need it again. And um it's a blessing to be able to share my garden with people who come to my house. And it's gardening's also an expression and um, an extension of you, you know. Um, 
So it's, it's just countless benefits that gardening has given me. I love gardening and um, gardening's not for everyone, but um, people should give it a try. So, so if you don't mind me asking, um, so you definitely feel like there is a mental connection with gardening and with that mental connection, um, like you mentioned, your grandmother used as supplemental for part of her grocery shopping. Um, do you have any plans in 2020 to grow vegetables in your garden or what are the kind of ideas that, I mean, what, first of all, before we actually get back, let me backtrack. What style of garden would you say that you have currently right now? Uh, so currently I would say I have to go with the flow. What's whatever's, um, um, easy in my area. I can't afford to be my garden to be over maintenance kind of garden. So I go for a wild garden. Now I do like like a tropical because it's easy. I live in an, um, so nine B and, um, so our winters are not that harsh. So our, some of my plants might go kind of dormant. And by dormant, I mean that they're not being productive in um, new leaves or growing. They're just kind of at a sleep time of the year right now when it's cold, but they'll thrive again in the heat. So right now it's a tropical kind of garden that I have. Um, currently, I'm not really growing vegetables a lot of fruits. Um, it's it's never been my type of gardening. Thank God, I guess I, you know, we had enough money to buy vegetable. I mean, vegetables at the grocery, and you know, I rather spent that piece of land for flowers and uh, tropical plants, things that are um, give joy to my eye and not so much my stomach. But things have been changing now that, um, like Jason said, like what kind of poison they're putting in our um, in our vegetables and how with the global warming and global change, how vegetables are much more expensive nowadays than what they used to be. So I'm really considering of changing again my gardening style to include a range of more vegetables and uh, products. Also, because I have Valentina, my daughter, um, I would like to teach her and see, like, this is where the groceries come from, not from a supermarket, but from from the land. And hopefully I, um, I trigger something in her for later. She could use that in... Um, so you would say that these seeds are planning for yes. later in her life yes. that she'll be able to recall because I had these memories with my mom. Yes. And if she chooses to, you know, she's free to do what, as she will, but at least she'll have those tools in her, um, with her if she decides to become a gardener or. What's Valentina's reaction of being in the garden? Cause I remember earlier this summer, I mean, her garden was, a, in my mind, a true tropical garden paradise. With a, and it wasn't very much land, so to speak. There wasn't a lot of property. And people think that you have to have large bits of land to actually um, garden. But um, through the many different videos that, that I've seen, we've watched on, on our television, what we watch together tends to be more on the YouTube side. 
it's I'm always watching Adriana watch gardening shows uh, and homeopathic remedies from gardening. Um, you know, even from the simple most remedies from a, a constipation can be coming from an an herb that uh, that people would overlook normally, but she I've watched her use some remedies um, that would just help even constipation or, you know, a, a young child's diet where they maybe not have everything, so to speak. So, and yes, that's her in the background. That's my daughter giving her background commentary. Yes. Yes. You want the paper? Okay. You got the paper. Anyhow. So um, what have you noticed? Uh, well, since Valley's been up, Valentina's been up actually to walk. What do you notice in her? Does she show interest in the gardening? Does she show interest in being in the dirt, or does she admire visually? What what does it what does it do for a child? And as you know, being a mom, this is the second time she's been a mom. She has a fifteen year old son, and you know, being a new mom again, it's definitely given a perspective. So, what is your what's been your take on how gardening has been? having a child and what you feel it does for her? Um, so first of all, I want to go back onto what, what are the benefits of gardening? And one of the benefits of gardening, and it relates to this question with Valentina, is that I was able to connect to my mother and my grandmother because I could, sometimes when there's such a big age gap, like, what are we going to talk about? I could go to my grandmother and ask her, she has passed away now, something about gardening, and it would light her face. And it was a truly like a sincere conversation. It was not like force that she would teach me or go outside, you know, even when she had cancer to dig out some bulbs to give me or cut little pieces so I can have a little cutting. Or when I would go, she would have something growing for me. And when my grandmother passed away, um, it did something for my mom, too. She didn't start gardening, maybe really into gardening until her 40s after her her mother had passed away. And she became a gardener. And when I would go to the store to buy bulbs or plants, what I do is sometimes it's half of the bulbs are for me. And I would give half of the bulbs for her or when the plants are in sale. Ma. I buy some for me and I buy Ma. some for her and Ma. vice versa. It has connected Ma. us in such a wonderful way where, where sometimes conversation could go kind of dry with um, the age gaps. And I'm hoping the same thing could happen with Valentina and I when there's Sometimes like, oh, my God, Mom, I'm so old and I'm so young and there's no conversation going on. Hopefully she'll be into gardening and she can come, you know, and ask me questions or we could both have a interest in some of the same things. Also, by teaching her um, how to garden, um, it's going to be a big tool in the future. And hopefully... And inspire her to be creative and not just be like inside the house watching cartoons. You know, I like her getting dirty out there, getting her immunity up, um, spending some time in the sun. Um, 
And also, by uh, being a gardener, you're teaching them how to not be, how to care for nature. For example, when she was very little, when she was first learning how to um, walk, she will grab my flowers and just like break them like it's nothing. And I didn't hit her, but you know, I said, I would say, no, 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 no. And I would grab a flower and I would put it into her nose or I would put it into my nose for her to smell and teach her. These are not to cut. This is to smell. And um, it's teaching her to respect nature. It's teaching her to identify bees, butterflies, and hopefully um, later help her identify, you know, how to cure herself, you know, little herbs that could help you to go to sleep, um, help you with anxiety, or just to keep the house cleansed with good energy. So these are some of the things that um, Valentina takes away from gardening. So, um, and, and those that's a very, very important points because, I mean, it goes beyond the physical of, oh, I got to keep my kid busy so I can go do this. This is not something that you, in my mind, gardening is not like just your getaway, but it's actually um, communicating and connecting physically with your child. Because I feel you can buy all the techno technological devices you want. You can buy them all the books, you can buy them all the toys, but in a child's mind, in a child's eyes, they a lot of times will put that stuff down. They will they will put things down where, like in my my other kids, I've given them devices, I've given them other things, gave them everything that they want. But the common reaction was, I pay attention to her about five minutes and then I want to throw it away. The only difference was is like the iPad or an iPhone. Um, that was something where. As we are, a lot of people are noticing that these are destroying the minds of our youth, destroying creativity. And, you know, without dis us as parents is disciplining our children to, you know, have to make the decisions like, okay, cutting off that electronical disposition or response time, but actually getting them out there to do things. Like I've seen it where not too long ago, where a guy was saying, hey, I want to go, let's go out and uh, play football or play catch. And the son was like, I don't want to, I'm playing a video game. And, you know, and the man was frustrated because he was feeling like he was losing sight or connection with his son. Um, same goes for women. I, I've seen like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy at work. I just want to rest today, or I want to go shopping. I want to go do something to get me away from my day to day. But it's kind of like anything. If like a gardener, you cannot just do things and then walk away and expect to be fruitful. I mean, if you want the harvest to be bountiful, you got to put in the time, but the putting in that hard time physically in the garden gives back to you. So um, there's theories on uh, magnetism. They talk about when you ground yourself or put your hands or feet in the dirt, that it takes away some little, the bad vibes that you're feeling. And that's true. So we're going to go on to um, the next big influence for Adriana. It's like, I've seen now, first of all, who are some of your favorite gardeners that you really admire that you sometimes implement some of their style into yours? And what's your favorite garden style that you can recall offhand? And that question doesn't mean you have to answer it in order, but. Uh, so influence, influence, I think just like the Peter, it's Peter Rabbit uh, books. 
just looking at those books, I got like, I just, I just fell in love with the English garden and like the meadows and just the wildlife. Um, I don't think, I don't think I have any type of uh, style. It's just evolved. And I think this is also like, it goes for the question, like, doesn't matter what your style is. What's important is that you go out there and try it because your styles is going to evolve. And the more you start getting into it, um, you might fall into a particular style of gardening or it just let it go wild or formal. Hold on. Hold on. Where am I? Keep going. You're good. Oh, that was good. Okay. So I, I think I, I really do enjoy like English gardens, but that style does not work for me in my particular area. So you're going to have to adjust a f and compromise some yeah. sometimes in what you like and what's really sustainable for you. Like, um, I like wild and tropical gardens because they're low maintenance for me. And some of them are very forgiving also with the watering. So for me, I know what I like. And sometimes what I like is not what's better for me. Going like economically wise, how much water do these plants need? How much time of um, do they require of my time? And I need low maintenance plants and sometimes finding what works and what you like and compromise is going to take years. So don't be in a rush. So um, just to give you folks a little bit of background about our particular, we live in the central Valley of California. We're East of San Francisco, about 68, 70 miles. So in our environment, we are in an agriculture haven, but it gets, I mean, what the great thing about living here is, is that it really doesn't get below 20 degrees. It doesn't snow here. It may rain, may have uh, some serious fog, but in the peak of the summer, it can get hot like a desert. I think the peak I've ever experienced ever in this valley is like 113 degrees. I think that was the hottest ever I've experienced um, this area to be. But with gardening, it's like she said, it's it can be temperamental or it can be very hardy depending on the conditions and how you, um, you, you establish it. Now, no one is a perfect planner, but gardening does take a little bit of planning going forward. So that's going to lead into our next question. Um, in 2020, what will, what would your, what would you like your garden to look like? If you have any ideas now, I mean, we are in the middle of winter, but, um, what would you like to take away or what would you like to do different in your current garden? Um, what's something that you see that you would like to either explore and work with? So first of all, gardening takes layers and layers and layers. And sometimes that garden is never really truly done. Uh, my garden's starting to become a mature garden. It has like uh, um, five years on and off, the ones, the plants that have survived. And uh, just basically continue, uh, see what's what survived the, the winter or not. Um, just probably continue with my tropical vibe. That's what I like. Um, it gives me like 
a good energy. When I open my window, I feel like I'm in vacation. So that's a plus. Um, just basically continue what and I'm doing. Now, I've gone to you with a few nurseries in Northern California, and mostly they're Bay Area based. But one thing about Adriana is um, we always talk about she likes to stay busy and she visits a variety of different nurseries. And one of the nurseries, now we're not paid by any means, and I'm giving them a shout out just because I love going to their place. But Annie's in the Bay Area is one of, I would consider the San Francisco Bay Area gems. It's a true gem if you are into gardening or if you're into plants or seeing exotic flowers that you probably wouldn't see anywhere else. And they have ensembles and designs that they do. And like she said, um, gardening does take layers. You got to sometimes establish the frame for the things that you want to insert. So, you know, don't be frustrated when it doesn't, you know, it's not coming out right when you want it to. Some things bloom when you... When they bloom and it's not to your calling or your design, you can estimate as best you can, but you got to deal with, you know, weather, um, soil conditions, moisture, watering. Um, and sometimes even like when winter comes, that nutrients that your, your garden is going to release as the dead leaves and things fall. And it's just kind of part of the resurgence of renewing energy into making things more fruitful. Just like when, uh, say like an avocado farmer, uh, farms his trees. He's not going to collect the first fruit as a part of his profitable fruit, but it takes a couple years. So, um, you know, that's definitely, so, um, Annie's has been my favorite particular nursery to go to and it's in, what is it? Emeryville or, or it's, it's, I know it's North of Oakland and it is a huge place, but what would be some of the other uh, nurseries that you like to, or where do you pick up some of your gardening things? I mean, I know you go to different places, but what are some of your favorites? Some of my favorites? Um, Addie's is definitely one. There's uh, another nursery in Halfman Bay. Um, I just can't recall the name. But basically, I, I gather my plants over the years. So I don't, I just sometimes I like to go to Lowe's and see what they have in clearance. But um, it, it's, it definitely could get expensive with um, plants and gardening and pretty addicting too. It it could become a problem. But um, it's definitely better than, cheaper than therapy, I think. So that's the way I see it when <laughs> I spend my money on my plants. Okay. Well, first, let me, um, as we come close to this, closing to this interview, um, Adriana, I plan on bringing Adriana later on. She is great with interior decor. And like I said, as I'm in, uh, developing the Good Vibes at Jason B at Broadminds and More podcast Instagram page, I will show you pictures of um, some of the things that she's done in her garden as well as inside her home and how she decorates it. But, you know, what? there is one last question. What is the common reaction when people walk into towards your home and they see the garden? What's the common reaction and how do they feel? And do they, you know, do people sometimes or seem like they're maybe stressed out? Do they calm down? But what's the common reaction coming into your, as I call it, Adriana's secret garden? Well, I don't get too many reactions first because, um, I don't have too many visitors. I'm more like an introvert. 
So my parents do come and visit. And of course, my mom always like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful and they love it. You know, but sometimes I don't know if they're just seeing that because they love me. But you have had other visitors. <laughs> I've had other visitors. Yeah. And sometimes the garden could be overwhelming for some people because some people do tend to like order and a particular way formal gardening. Like I said, my type of gardening is like wild. I like it. I, my wish is for in a couple years, the garden be like a jungle, like where the trees are really big, like the banana trees and the birds of paradise. And for them to come to a more of a mature state right now, they're in a very young stage, but my goal would be for it to mature what and are look the like common a jungle. statements that people have said that aren't of your family or even just people, even family, you know, let's just say extra family, like cousins stuff. When they've come over here, what, what are the common reactions that they, what's the, what comes out of their mouths that you would hear right off the bat? Oh, it's just nice. It's beautiful. But a lot of these reactions, they've known me all their lives. So, you know, they know what to expect from me, but gardening like i said it's i'm not doing it for um the benefit of no one else but myself so if people like my garden or don't like my garden and if they happen to like it that's just a plus it's like the cherry on top okay all right well we are going to bring this to a close thank you adriana for actually being one of the first times she's ever been on air she i have tried asking her before and she'd be all nah but, you know, a part of many of the things that in 2020, we try new things, we do new different things, um, so on and so forth. And I am going to bring her back maybe later on to talk about, um, about how you can enhance your home, not just by putting plants, but putting certain colors in certain spaces, how it creates a peaceful environment and going out of the home it helps her produce whatever she needs to produce for the day. So thank you very much, Adriana. Oh, thank you, everyone. Bye. All right, everybody, we're back and I'm here with my co-host, Adriana. So we're going to go into the, the influences of gardening. Um, we're going to, I'm going to ask her basically, you know, Adriana, who are your uh, influences in the media? What, Where do you go for a lot of your resources? Do you watch YouTube? Do you listen to podcasts? Do you uh, look at gardening magazines? And where do, where do you get a lot of your inspirations um, other than, you know, just being around your family who are a family of gardeners and so forth? Uh, where do you go and wh who do you look at and who really catches your eye? Um, so right now with YouTube, there's a whole bunch of channels that are just dedicated to gardening. So pretty much every day there, I go to see what, uh, my favorite gardening channels are up to and, um, influences just growing up. I did, um, I mentioned earlier that I, I did like the, um, Beatrice Potter, um, the author of Peter Rabbit, the illustrations, just the books when I was a child and um, Tasha Tudor also has like an English style garden. She has passed away, but um, there's still a lot of um, books and um, shows on YouTube where I got some of their inspirations, my, my inspiration, but uh, my garden does not look nothing like those gardens in YouTube though. Would you say that, um, 
you know, picking your inspiration is really being an artist of the of the land is really what you're what what I'm getting from you is that it's you're not trying to copy someone else, but you love their ideas of what they've done. Like uh, you did mention some English style gardeners and um, you, that that's awesome. That's great. But um, is there any particular uh, say like YouTube favorites that you like that uh, people can look at or you find is very resourceful? Um, do you uh, do you watch the home? What is the home garden show? Is that where Chip and Joanna Gaines used to be? Oh, the HGTV. Well, unfortunately, HGTV no longer concentrates in gardening. Before years back, I remember. Uh, turning on the channel on the weekends and they had a whole bunch of gardening shows, but uh, it seems like they concentrate more on real estate versus the gardening part of the home. So I stopped. That's one of the reasons I stopped watching um, HGTV because it just seemed it was like geared to um, sell you um, real estate. Like flippers. Like flippers and stuff like that. And like, uh, YouTube just opened the door uh, for new inspiration for me, actually watching real people filming their garden, their day-to-day process um, of what they go through with their garden. And what I've learned is that you can watch a million um, gardening shows and each garden is going to be different because it depends on that person um, styled or what they like. And so each garden is going to be very unique. You can find inspiration, but at the end, it's your own style. Who's that English guy that has like kind of like the curly, froey hair, older, really tall guy? Um, there's been a number of times I've walked in the house where I saw on oh, YouTube and yeah. she'd be watching this guy. And I'm like, this guy looks so kooky. I mean, he's like probably six foot five. And he like towers over these people, but he goes into these English homes. I mean, these plots, or they call them flats, are not bigger than the average American garage. I'll tell you that much. But what these people do with this little space, you'd be blown away at what they do. They create these miniature tropical gardens, which actually, I, I remember watching one episode he was doing. And he was like showing how this such this little space looks twice the size of what it really is. Who is that guy? Because I can't remember his name, but I know you watch him. He's on Netflix also, or he has been. He's been. He has a uh, shows on Netflix or old shows. I think you're. I think you're talking about Monty Don. Yes. Yes, yes. Monty Don. Yeah. The, the and English, I find him hilarious. Yeah, the English are fascinating with gardeners and with gardening, and um, I do watch some of the shows on YouTube because um, they're obsessed with gardening just like I am. So, oh, okay. <laughs> and there's another, there's, that is my daughter, Valentina giving us a cue. So we're going to take a brief little break in just a second and we'll be right back. Sorry about the brief little break, but my two year old loves to be excited about her particular favorite shows on YouTube watching this little girl's Halloween episode and she will scream. So forgive us. That's the texture. That's the beautiful thing about having children, no matter what, even if you are podcasting at home and don't have the perfect quiet environment, include the little sun unexpected, unexpected sounds like a child. Sometimes it just helps. 
Anyway, so we're going to get right back to it. So um, Monty Don was one of her influences. There's another country girl. She's um, she's like she owns like a major nursery or something like that. I don't know if she's in Oregon or the West Coast. I I see you watching her a lot, and she has a lot of decorative ideas of you know growing things, but also growing those things into beautiful landscape pieces. Like on her ranch, I mean, she has she has a nursery, but then she also has a horse ranch. And you see just inexpensive ideas that she implements in her property. And then there's been other influences where you see people who are just – one of the things about Adriana is she is not one of those kind of people that has to go shopping at Pier 1 Imports or World Plus Market just to uh, find something rustic. It, a lot of times we will be going to flea markets on the weekend, which is your probably your greatest resource to find gardening tools, pots, you know, um, landscape pieces, anywhere from a rusted child's bed to – a broken down wheelbarrow. Um, Adriana's definitely used different used peaches, pieces and repurposed pieces that have accented the gardens that or the garden that she's always changing, making, and so on. So who who is that? Do you remember the her name? Um, the one you watch a lot. She's um I watch a lot of um shows. I don't know if it's uh, the horses. I think it's maybe the Elliot Homestead, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So they 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 have I think like two acres and in Oregon, and they just started planting stuff, flowers, vegetables. Um. So I I tend to watch that type of show, garden. Okay. And do these gardeners intermix? Um, they're gardening with home decor, like they you can see them decorate their their homes inside. Um, you know, using the landscape as an artist, as a gardener, is a wonderful thing. But isn't it also something that people do inside? And you see some of these people, you know, bring plants inside. You have, I've definitely noticed in the home. There's quite a few. Well, not necessarily. So I was just mainly like a gardener for outside. Because inside, um, the plants would die on me. So I just didn't know if I overwatered them or I didn't have the right climate for them. Or I just got so busy with life that I just neglected the plants. So just recently, I started incorporating houseplants. I gave myself a second chance to bring in houseplants inside my house. And they've been alive for over a year now. So I think I'm doing pretty good. And, and what are some tips that you could give people about houseplants? Should they take them outside at times to kind of give them like maybe some natural sunlight or just some natural air or just keeping them inside like you? Um, so, again, sometimes it's not buying what you like because sometimes what you like requires something different that you're not able to provide. So this time around, I did a little research. I looked at the tags. They always provide a little tag for you with information regarding about the plant, how much light, how much water, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I, I buy plants that require low light because most, like most homes sometimes we're lacking on natural light and plants need natural light in order to thrive, but there are certain few plants that um, are able to um, thrive with the low light setting. Of course, I'm always trying to put them 
close to the windows or close to a certain light um, when it's during the um, spring or summer, I try to take them outside so they could grab the natural air. Sometimes I put a little humidifier. I try to um, water them once a week, make sure that I don't go longer than a week or so. So it, it's just basically a trial and error. And just like anything, I've killed a lot of house plants also, just like I've killed a lot of the outside plants, but that's just part of um, learning. Okay. And then I, I know I haven't arranged this question on you, but I know you love English gardens. I mean, there's certain times where I see you just get like, it's like a tractor beam. It just sucks you in and you're just so enthralled, but having a two-year-old doesn't allow you to do that too much unless they're asleep or they're busy playing. But one of the things about Adriana is like, I know when she's so focused on something, it's like, it's like stars in her eyes. And I've, I've seen her where she gets so excited more about certain like beautiful grand gardens, like in, in England or even France. I mean, um, I see like inspiration and then sometimes I'll walk through the garden. I'm like, Oh, that's where she got it from. Like she, uh, this last year they made a, a fountain with a little, I guess you could say a little, I don't want to say stream, but it's like a little dry Creek. Or yeah. A it's, a, it's a dry Creek, but the, the sound of the water coming from the fountain with her, um, our daughter's uh, godfather, Beto, I, I deeply appreciate him. And he helped build this and made the filter and whatnot. And, you know, hearing the sound of the water kind of takes you away. And then you see, you know, before at times you wouldn't see many birds or anything like that, but you definitely see the wildlife, the local wildlife coming in. You see blue jays, you see, I've seen some blackbirds, I've seen some, um, uh, not pheasants, but I forget what they call them. Uh, fit, not finches. They're little tiny birds, hummingbirds, all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, the neighborhood cats love to wander through her garden. So that's definitely an aspect of what she what has been going on. But it adds like this ambiance that you're just like, okay, I'm in a different place that's not so stressful. And um, that's one one of the things I definitely appreciate about going coming here. So, um, you know, is, is there any particular place in the world that you would love to go to, to see, or a garden show? I remember one time you mentioned like there's this grand garden show in England, but, um, is there any particular garden or, or thing that you would love to see up close in person that we're not close to? Or Yes. I would like to go see the, uh, Claude Monet uh, garden. Okay. Um, I remember buying that, like, a. Um, like seeing his paintings of the water lilies. And then later on when I grew up and I went to this, uh, the Barnes and Noble and I bought a calendar with his garden and it would just look at that calendar over and over um, at his pictures of where he got his inspirations to do his uh, paintings and stuff like that. I would definitely like to go there. Okay. That's cool. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, there's also been, like your dad has definitely showed me some sp some very spectacular places to go to. And I I'm going to have to get him on the mic one of these days because he'll be talking about places like San Miguel Allende. Or he'll be talking about parts of uh, Guadalajara in Mexico that where they're just, I mean, 
one thing about the Mexican people is agriculture and gardening is a must in life. It is for homeowners. Um, like when you go there, a lot of times there are hanging plants and vines and, you know, people that, that can't afford homes, you know, and you in, in definitely see it on the ranches, you know, that it's important to have um, some growing things. Uh, uh, for me, to my family explained to me, when you're growing something, it is a, an extension of your prosperity and your lineage of your family. So if you're growing something um, and it's staying up to date, then you're growing your family and you're growing happiness. So um, is there any place in Mexico that you've heard of that you would love to see as far as a garden is concerned um, that you can recall? Uh, not necessarily. I would probably like to go to um, Escared where they have like the like a jungle theme um, or the, the jungles. So it, in Mexico, um, gardening could be pretty expensive. Like I said, gardening is... A, uh, a pretty expensive hobby. So a lot of people just go with the flow, whatever's in their environment. And so a lot of them have like a little jungle theme because the climate um, supports it, supports it. Or some of them, they have like, like the desert theme because that's again, what the climate um, supports. And um, I wish I could have like an English garden here at my house, but unfortunately, um, we live in a dry environment. A dry environment, and also because it gets so hot in my area, um, I d decided to have like a microclimate, so which we have a lot of trees, so they provide a lot of shade. And unfortunately, some of these flowers require uh, full sun, but I'd rather have the shade than the full sun in the hot summer, so... Unfortunately, I cannot provide that kind of environment for the garden that I would like to have. Now, um, before we wrap this up, is there anything that you would like to do? Like for going forward, I mean, now that Valentina is getting older, is there anything that you want to start exposing her to as far as gardens are concerned? Because I do notice when she sees flowers, she likes to try to smell them now. Mm -hmm. She likes to try to touch them, kind of like what we talked about previously in the interview, but Instead of cutting them now, she's yeah. much more gentle. Yeah. Uh, definitely ex when she's now that she's a little bigger and she's not going to notice that there's butterflies that come around, um, bees. So um, I'm going to try to provide an environment where bees could have a, like, a little nest for some of the solitaire um, bees around uh, my area. And just expose her more um, uh, to the to nature. Uh, the animals that require they require our help right now because homes are being built in areas where they were roaming free and they gather the food. So when we put homes, we take away their food. So if each home could provide some kind of food for them, some kind of flowers. Some just even seeds for them to eat. Um, it will benefit everyone. And they're a critical part of our planet. Yes. I mean, I mean, we're seeing nowadays, I mean, if you are keeping any eye on the news whatsoever, you are hearing that climate change is the biggest topic going around in the world that everyone can agree on that climate, like the fires that are going on in Australia right now and various other places. We just had a major fire season uh, last year. 
um, and the year before in here in California, and it's deeply affecting how rain comes in, so on and so forth. So what we can do, I mean, uh, one of the ideas that Adriana had in front of her place was to plant, you know, even vegetables, even like corn in these little empty spaces that no one uses really. And people can pick off what they want. And can you imagine a world where neighborhoods are growing food and people are starving a lot less and they're actually getting real fruits and vegetables that are not tainted, that have not been frozen or prepped by some chemicals that they can be sold perfectly in a grocery store. Um, when I went home today, uh, I was talking to my mom and, uh, her apples in her that she got from Winko inside the, the apple looked perfectly beautiful, but you cut it down the middle and these seeds look like they were rotten and that they were been, what do they call it? Freezer uh, preserved or freeze frozen preserved so that they could be sold in different parts of the year. So not everything is meant to be produced year round. I mean, though we are seeing more produce, certain things, not just in a certain season, we're seeing strawberries year round now. I mean, especially here in the San Joaquin Valley. Well, anyhow, I want to thank uh, Adriana for doing this interview. We probably will do a, some more interviews. And we're going to talk about other things about how you can bring inner peace with your home, inside your home, decor, um, bringing the tension down, um, even bringing aromas back to maybe something you didn't notice or, um, you know, one of the things like every time we go to her parents, I always notice that her mom is always redirecting things and just using her household goods to redecorate and how fun it can be for the whole family to appreciate. And people ask, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll say, well, who's your decorator? And obviously her mom is the decorator. Adriana also has that skill and in, in decor. And, you know, we'll be talking about other things later on in the future. So Adriana, thank you very much for being on the show today. And we will be talking to you again soon. Thank you.